Hey guys, welcome to the We Know Fantasy Contributors podcast. This is your host for this evening, Steve Pintado, and I'm joined with me with some of my other colleagues, uh, Cody and uh, Nick. Hey guys, what's going on today? Not much. Just ready to uh, watch a little Thursday night football action. Yeah, same here. I'm kind of excited for the segment we have planned for you guys tonight as well. Yeah, we're all very excited. Uh, I'm back after taking the week off. Um, and before we get started, just let everyone know where we can find each other. Uh, you guys can find me at Coach Stephen P. Yeah, you can find me, Cody, at Master Smithers on Twitter. You can find Nick on Twitter at FB Mechanic, as well as on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Mechanic. Yeah, definitely give us a follow, and definitely give a follow to the podcast at We Know Fantasy, and definitely check out the website as well at www.weknowfantasy.com, where the three of us have really some amazing articles out there for everyone to write, and even more people out there who write for some pretty good articles for the website. And then every Monday, guys, just always know that uh, our big man Nate does you know his waiver wire wish list podcast, and every Wednesday he is joined with the Fantasy Fro as they talk about the week that was and the week that's coming up, and everything in between that they uh, they do for us for fantasy, and they're a fantastic duo together. And then obviously we're here every Thursday for you. So before we get started, just a quick rundown what we're doing for you guys today. We're doing a surprise early 2020 fantasy football mock draft. Uh, we go through round one of a 12-man team. And then we're just going to have some uh, DFS play for you guys too. So people, you might need to start in your DraftKings or FanDuel lineups. So we will get right into it. And I had the first pick. And it's a pretty obvious one. It's, you know, Christian McCaffrey, guys. I mean, Christian McCaffrey has been on a tear this year. He's leading the fantasy world in points right now. Um, and he's actually got uh, 10 games this far that he has, like, been just dominating at least 20 points in, in eight of the 10 games he's played this year. And only two games he hasn't scored a touchdown. He has 600, a 600-yard game so far this season. And he's doing all this without a star quarterback in Cam Newton with a kind of just – average Kyle Allen so I think he's just locked to get this kind of production next year they're gonna get better on offense the team is gonna get more experience in them with the wide receiver core and the line and if he he's he's got to be the first round first overall pick guys in my eyes yeah I agree with that and uh, not much more to add you know CMC has been amazing and he's definitely in my eyes the 101 next year uh you, there's really no need to to pick anybody else there yeah i 100 percent agree as well he's a consensus number one lock it in now i don't i don't see any draft where he shouldn't be yeah so i had the number two pick here and i went with this year's 101 in most leagues and that's saquon barkley um i know he's been underperforming a little bit this season um he's been slowed down with a couple injuries but you got to remember, too, this guy, he's going to be going into his third year in the league. He's still a young talent. He's on an improving offense. You know, Daniel Jones is getting a couple reps under his belt here as a rookie QB, and he's looking like the QB of the future in New York. And there's a lot of weapons, you know, kind of emerging as the season goes on. Um, Evan Ingram, you know, I know he's a little banged up right now, but this, uh, you know, Darius Slayton, but this offense has um <clears throat> this offense it's it's getting there and he's on an improving offense he's still averaging four yards per carry this year um he's also averaging five receptions for almost 40 yards a game so he's that pass catching threat out of the backfield and 
I I just think that even with the uh, lackluster performance, you know, he's not really giving you what you wanted this season. I think he's still uh, a top three pick for sure in fantasy next year. Yeah, I 100% agree with that as well. I think part of the reason why he's having such a, a rough year, so to speak, is the injuries to the other players on the team. But no reason why Saquon shouldn't be the number two pick. Okay, uh, for me, I had the third pick. Uh, I went with Zeke Elliott. I think that should probably pretty much be a consensus top three as well. Um this year, I, I, I understand with the whole guy kind of got a slow start and everything like that. But if you look at it, he still has over a thousand total yards and he's on pace for over 1600 total yards. The, the touchdowns, the eight total touchdowns is a little worrisome, but I think the big part that you got to look at Zeke is his volume and he's still averaging over 22 touches per game. That's kind of the volume you want in your, you know, on your, as your number one pick, and on your team, I see next year, I mean, they have a great O-line. I, I fully anticipate they still will next year with Smith, Collins, Zach Martin. And you also got to remember, Zeke plays the New York Giants and the Washington Redskins each twice a season. So that's four games in which Zeke could possibly have 30-plus points. Yeah, no, I definitely like that pick as finish off the top three. Uh, you know, he hasn't been performing as great as he has in years past, but I think that was just kind of due to, you know, him kind of holding out. I think you know, coming back next season uh, after finishing strong, I think this season, I think he's going to have a better mindset and you know, be ready to work next year. So he, he's definitely a, a lock for a top three spot for us. Yeah, I, uh, I actually have a different running back as my as my current RB2, and I won't give that away. It's actually my next pick. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Zeke's good. I think he's definitely a top five pick, but I, I'm not sure if I... Uh, would take him over my next guy, but we'll get there eventually. Yes, we will indeed. You're number five, but let me hit at number four first. And finally, we have, a, I think, a wide receiver who can be mentioned in, in a, as a top five pick now. Uh, for years, it's been Antonio Brown, but I think Michael Thomas, I think he's, I think he's at that next level now. Uh, just a completely pure, dominant wide receiver. I mean, he has... All but one game this season, he has at least eight receptions. Like, that's insane. Like, I never haven't seen anything like this in, like, as long as I've been watching this. I mean, he's got 600-yard games on the season. He's never been below 10 points this year so far. And the one thing that everyone kind of was concerned about, I think, and I was kind of concerned personally, was what he would be like without Drew Brees. Drew Brees only has a couple more years left on him, if that. And he clearly showed that he can still be a dominant wide receiver. It kind of reminds me of the DeAndre Hopkins years when he just kind of had like journeyman, no name players as quarterback, and he still just dominated at time from time, uh, every time actually. And so I think Michael Thomas needs to be in that conversation next year as a top five overall pick uh, for us in fantasy. So he's my number four guy off the board. Yeah, I absolutely love Mike Thomas. Um, he's actually on pace. I think I heard right now to break the single season receptions record uh, by a wide receiver. I think it's. If I remember correctly from what I had read on Twitter, the current record is 140, and he's on pace for 145 or something like that. So just an incredible season from Mike Thomas here so far, and, and definitely, definitely in my eyes, the wide receiver one uh, going into 2020. Yeah, I mean, no argument here. Completely 100% agree with both you guys. And something just to add to Michael Thomas is, just imagine that team and Michael Thomas's stats if he had a, a number, a decent number two wide receiver 
uh, on the other side of the field playing along with them. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, so I have pick number five here in the first round, and I decided to go with Dalvin Cook. And I honestly almost picked Cook at two, uh, but decided to go with Saquon. He's the current running back two behind Christian McCaffrey on the season. He already has 1,000-plus rushing yards, 1,017 to be exact. He also has 45 receptions for 455 yards, and that's a career high for Dalvin Cook. He's never had over 40 receptions in a season. This is his third season in the league. So he's becoming a little bit more of a pass-catching threat. Um, He's got five 100-yard rushing games this season, 11 touchdowns already, um, and I honestly think that he should be your RB2 or – at the latest or at the 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 worst RB three next year, uh, I just I like Dalvin Cook going forward in a run first uh, Minnesota offense. Uh, I, I think he's definitely a top five pick, and like I said, I considered taking him at two. So I think going forward, you're going into next year. Uh, I really like Dalvin Cook. Yeah, um, I agree with all the numbers and the stats and his performance this season. Uh, but dare I say the injury prone, you know, air quotes um, moniker that he has. And I also kind of feel like Madison's going to push him a bit. Uh, could even pop. I'm not saying push him out of the number one spot, but just push him for more touches next season. That's something I can envision and happen. You can't argue Dalvin Cook is a fifth overall pick at all, but just something to be wary of for next year. I see, you know, I can envision a David Johnson type situation. Yeah, no, I like uh, I like Cooks. I definitely like him at your number five pick. I don't think I'd be still comfortable taking him at that uh, number two spot, uh, especially with uh, Nick was saying about health and injury, and then just that that uh, growth in uh, Alexander Madison going into year two. So uh, you know, he's he's I think he's a great uh, fifth overall pick uh, in in my my eyes. Yeah, uh, for me at the sixth overall, uh, it was kind of tough for me, but I had to go with the upside, even though. Uh, Number six, Alvin Kamara, even though he's had a, you know, that injury this season, he's only played in eight games, but even still over the eight games, he's got 51 receptions. I mean, over the course of a 16 game season, that's 102 receptions from a running back. Uh, I think he's somewhere around 370 receiving yards. Um, Yeah, he, I think only two touchdowns on the season. That's a huge hit to his stock. But if you can grab Kamara here at six, I think it's, you know, huge upside. And as we stated with Michael Thomas, that's a, you know, an offense. You got guys like Drew Brees. If they draft a, a secondary wide receiver, that's going to open up the underneath for Kamara and stuff like that. So I think six overall, I don't really think you can go wrong with Kamara. Yes, we can argue it and guys comparable, but at six, I'm going Alvin Kamara. Yeah, no, I do like Alvin Kamara. Uh, there's just something about me that maybe it's just because he was injured this year that this has me a little concerned moving forward. I mean, granted, he was injured during Teddy Bridgewater's time, but Teddy Bridgewater never seemed to be able to get him the bar. And maybe, you know, Drew Brees is back next season for sure, and you don't have to really worry about that. But say Teddy Bridgewater does jump into the starting job next year, hopefully that doesn't happen. But uh, Alvin Kamar is just a, a bit concerning. But six overall, I think you have the – last of the elite elite running backs until I get to my pick. I think this is probably the tail end of the elites this year of next year. Yeah. I like Kamara, you know, a great running back on a, a great offense. Uh, like uh, Steven said, as long as Drew Brees sticks around and is in charge of that offense, I definitely can see Kamara as a top eight fantasy pick next year. 
Definitely. And then we go into uh, my seventh overall pick. It's Josh Jacobs. Uh, Josh Jacobs, you know, you know, kind of was underrated coming into the season, you know, after everyone loved David Montgomery. But Josh Jacobs seems to be the, the best rookie back, I think, this far this season. Uh, he's just been clearly dominant this year. He's got 400-yard games over the last six weeks. I think he's starting to actually pick up this offense. And the one thing that was kind of, like, hurting him all season and you know, it's definitely something that we want to monitor going into 2020 was his ability in the receiving game. I mean, after four ga- first four games of the season, he had three catches. And then over the last six, he's got 14 now. So I'm hoping that kind of improves or kind of shows things to come for him moving forward into 2020. So it's kind of why I have him at my seventh spot, because I'm assuming that I think the more he gets involved in this offense, the more comfortable he gets, he's going to have those dominant games where he also gets involved in the pa- passing game going into next year. Yeah, Josh Jacobs, um, very, you know, he got himself into a good offense here in uh, in Oakland. He was able to come in as a rookie as and start right away, so that's definitely plays to his advantage. And uh, like you said, the, the pass catching is, you know, maybe a little bit of a concern, but he's been getting uh, better at it, getting a, a couple more opportunities here lately. So uh, hope, I, I do think Josh Jacobs is going to be a superstar in the league in the next few years, that's for sure. Yeah, um, Steven knows he broke my heart with that pick. I was kind of hoping to get him at the nine when I would pick again, but Steven dashed my hopes. Um, I said it before, I'm man-crushing on Josh Jacobs. I'm hitching my wagon to him. Uh, it, as you both mentioned, the, the receptions, I think if Jacobs' reception total increases and he starts doing well in the passing game, I said it before, and I'll say it again, and you can quote me as it, you're looking at the future number one overall running back in fantasy football. Yeah, I can't can't disagree with that. Um, so at pick eight, I decided to take the second wide receiver here, and that is Mike Evans of Tampa Bay. And I know he's kind of been very volatile this year. A uh, couple games with not very big games, a couple games where he's just been absolutely insane, over 180 receiving yards, I think on three occasions this year. But the reason I'm picking him here is – Despite what I just mentioned about this year, he's a very consistent wide receiver. He is almost at 1,000 yards already on the season. He actually is at 993 going into this week. He's on pace for fifteen over 1,500 yards, and he's gone for at least 1,000 yards in every single season since he's come to the NFL. He, <clears throat> he is a guy that um, – He's currently averaging seven touchdowns per season. He's already got seven touchdowns this season. He's He just uh, puts up numbers year in and year out. He doesn't get hurt. Uh, I think, if I remember correctly, he's only ever missed two games in his NFL career. Um, he's currently the wide receiver, two, and I have him ranked as my current wide receiver, two going into next season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I love Mike Evans. I have lots of stock in Mike Evans. Uh, I, I'd actually be inclined to argue him as the number one as well. Um, and as you mentioned, just the volume he's getting. And on a team with an offense, Bruce Arians led off uh, coach team where the offense likes to throw the ball downfield. I, I think Winston being the gunslinger he is, if, he, if Winston gets a little more consistent next year, you're looking at by far a steal in Evans at the number eight overall. No, definitely love the pick. Um... The, my, I do have a concern. 
And, you know, Mike Evans is a great, great talent. He's a great fantasy wide receiver for us. And currently right now, if you told me Mike Evans top eight, I'd say absolutely. But you have to, when we get closer and closer, I just want to know, is Jameis Winston going to be the starter? And I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but just thinking of that now, it's like Jameis Winston, is he going to be there? Is it going to be a new quarterback? Is, you know, maybe Teddy Bridgewater comes over? You know, you really don't know, but uh, it's just something to think about. Uh, right now, he's fantastic. He deserves, deserves in this spot, but just thinking of that quarterback, who's going to be throwing him the ball in the future? Yeah, I definitely could see that in the concern here at Winston. All right, for me, uh, I had the number nine overall, and it's my turn to go wide receiver. It's none other than DeAndre Hopkins. Um, he's got 104 targets on the season, 75 receptions. I mean, he's on pace for 120 receptions. It's, uh, you know, you're talking about seven and a half receptions per game on with, with the talent of a guy who could do a lot. I mean, we all seen Hopkins over the past few years. He's another guy who I believe is still lacking that, you know, other great wide receiver too. We'll see what happens tonight with Will Fuller coming back, see if that opens up more for DeAndre Hopkins. But Hopkins, unlike Evans, doesn't have the worry at quarterback. I think Deshaun Watson is very stable. I mean, he's been mentioned in the MVP race this season. I can only see that going, you know, getting better for Watson as the year goes on. And when you have that steady quarterback play, I think it translates as a wide receiver. I think if Houston can go out and get some offensive line help and develop a bit of a running game, Hopkins is, a you know, again, another steal at nine overall. You know, in a lot of drafts where he was the number one overall receiver this year, now you're getting him at that third overall wide receiver value. I just think it's something you could have and be happy about. Definitely love that uh, Hopkins pick. I, I think he is a tremendous talent. And again, he's having a little bit of a down season, but you know he's attached to Sean Watson. This team's going to get you know healthier and better in the off season. Uh, I think it's a fantastic pick at nine. You really, really can't go wrong with it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, not much to add. I, he's an elite uh, talent on a really good offense. So uh, Hopkins at nine is definitely a steal here. One hundred percent. And then I have the tenth pick, and I went with uh, Julio Jones. Uh, you know, even after over the age of 30 now, I think he's still is a dominant wide receiver. And I think there's the, I think Atlanta, unless they keep up this fantastic uh, streak right now they're on, uh, could be in the market for a coaching change. And this could benefit them. You know, they could get a more of an offensive minded coach uh, into uh, Atlanta. And I think it could maybe just give him a little even a jolt of what he's already doing. I mean. He's dominant. He's been killing it this season, I and mean, he's got four touchdowns to start the year. Though he's kind of cooled off, but uh, I still think he's a dominant, you know, over a thousand yard kind of player, and you know, five or six touchdown kind of guy each season. And um, you know, with uh, Matt Ryan going to be back next season, of course, and you know, with Ridley and Hooper around him, uh, this uh, Falcons offense is going to have another strong passing year, I think, going into 2020. Yeah, I can't disagree with that too much. I mean, the only thing is the touchdowns. You know, Julio Jones was a guy that a few years ago was struggling to score touchdowns, and then he had last year's kind of breakout season where he scored quite a bit and a hot start to this year, but now he's starting to cool off again in the touchdown department, and that's where you get a lot of points in in fantasy is the touchdowns. So uh, that's the only concern, but still, still a really great wide receiver on a really good offense. Uh, I couldn't see Julio Jones slipping a whole lot farther than than ten anyway, so it's it's a good pick. Yeah, I totally agree. And as you mentioned, Stephen, 
you know, the emergence of Cal guys like Calvin Ridley and Austin Hooper is just, to me, is going to elevate Julio Jones' play next season. And uh, maybe a coaching change brings in a more high-powered offense and allows him to flourish even more now. I mean, he signed a big contract, so they're expecting big things out. But number 10, Julio Jones, I'll take it every season at the 10 spot. Yeah, so I have pick 11 here, and I'm actually going with the fourth straight wide receiver. And I don't know, maybe I stretched a little bit here, but I went with Cooper Cup, and I just wanted to talk about this guy. He's currently your wide receiver seven on the season. Um, he's he's a solid wide receiver on an above-average offense, and he's got five 100-yard games this season, five touchdowns. Um, despite kind of cooling off here the last couple weeks, He's still on pace for 97 catches, 1,352 yards, and eight touchdowns. If he happens to post those numbers, like I said, he's on pace for them. Uh, that would have put him at wide receiver nine last year. So he's on pace to finish as a top 10 wide receiver this year. Um, before he got hurt last year with the ACL injury, you know, he was a touchdown machine. It hasn't quite uh, translated to this season. Like I said, he's got five, which isn't terrible. But I just think Cooper Cup is the clear number one on the Rams offense. And like I said, the, the Rams offense, it's been struggling a little bit lately. But I just have a feeling they're going to find a way to get back on track. They have too many great pieces on that offense to kind of struggle for a whole lot longer. And I think the number one guy that you want to have on that offense going forward is Cooper Cup. Yeah, um, no real arguments out of me. Maybe only one or two guys I can imagine drafting before him, you know, like Devontae Adams and uh, um, I, don't, I, I don't remember who else I was going to say, but Adams is one that comes to mind. My only concern with Cooper Cup is Jared Goff. Uh, I kind of lump him into the same category as Jameis Winston is volatile up and down. You know, the receivers go as the quarterback goes. But again, when you're talking about the 11th pick, I don't think Cooper Cup's a bad pick there at all. Like I said, just personal preference. You, you know, everybody would be a little different there, but I, I like it. Yeah, no, I mean, he's a little high for me, I think, on my list, but uh, he's definitely a fantastic wide receiver. You know, as long as Sean McVay can keep this offensive going, I, I mean, I couldn't, wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, if he does get, get taken 11 overall, he's a tremendous talent. Okay, yeah, uh, for me, so I had the, the 12th pick, the last pick of the 2020 mock draft first round and Aaron Jones. Um, I know, you know, some people may think it's, you know, a one season thing for Aaron Jones, but when you really look at his stats, he's got 135 attempts for 589 yards, 35 receptions for 354 yards. So he's got a total of almost a thousand yards. It's 943 yards total. And he's got a total of 14 touchdowns. And I know most people think of those two games where he scored the four and the three, but even if you take those, two big games away. He still has seven touchdowns, the same as Zeke does. Zeke Elliott has. Um, he's averaging 17 touches per game, which is, you know, that's a great number. And he's also got to contend with Jamal Williams, who's averaging 10 touches a game. So I think if Aaron Jones emerges next season and you kind of see them taking touches away from Williams, even if they start throwing two or three more to Aaron Jones, I, I think he could be a top five running back again next season. No, I, I definitely like uh, Jones' talent, and I've been wishing for him to get his career going. I think, you know, he needs to. He's a he needs to get the ball more in his hands. 
I do like him as a, as a first round pick. Uh, just be I just be a little cautious that he's probably not going to score. Uh, he's probably going to finish the season with like almost 20 touchdowns. I I, I would assume if he can finish with that. I don't think he's going to get close to that going into 2020. But I think in just general, he's definitely a worthy of a first round pick going into next year. Yeah, Nick, I kind of hate to be that guy, but I'm just not sold on Aaron Jones. I mean, you guys talked about the touchdown production. That's definitely going to come down. I mean, 14 touchdowns in 10 games is just ridiculous. He's kind of splitting carries with Jamal Williams, and though he has succeeded here, I mean, I I just don't see going forward. He only has two 100-yard rushing games on the season, and I I don't know. I just feel like Aaron Jones is kind of a landmine right now as far as next year goes. He's one of those guys that I feel like you could take too early and he might end up blown up in your face because you're expecting him to put up the numbers that he has this year, and I just don't think it's going to happen next year. Oh, yeah. No, hey, totally agree. He could be the David Johnson next year. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate the feedback, though. Yeah, and that is our 2020 first-round mock draft. Uh, A lot of great picks out there. You know, very early, you know, obviously – a lot has to come between then and then, but, uh, you know, it's always fun to do a quick mock draft, but we'll go right into our DFS right now. Uh, we'll go through this pretty quickly. Uh, we'll go quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, one by one, and I'll start it off. Uh, for me, it's got to be Baker Mayfield against the Dolphins, against my Dolphins. Uh, for 5900 you get him on DraftKings. Uh, you know, he's been pretty good the last couple of weeks, you know, back-to-back wins, you know, over two, two touchdowns a, a game, and Miami does give up a lot uh, to the... Uh, quarterback position so I think if you're going with a pretty low-end pick I think Baker's a great pick yeah I love Baker Mayfield this week against Miami I have him actually uh in a couple daily lineups already that I've submitted so yeah I definitely like Baker this weekend yeah Baker was one I was actually eyeing up and you stole him Steven so (laughs) I I moved on so I keep stealing your picks (laughs) yeah so my Quarterback here, we talk a lot about him on uh, not just this podcast, but all across the We Know Fantasy Network, and that's Sam Darnold. Um, he, you can have him for 5,800 on DraftKings, and he's facing the 26th-ranked Oakland Raiders this week. Uh, the Raiders have allowed 24 passing touchdowns this season to quarterbacks, which is just seems ridiculous. And uh, they've also allowed three quarterbacks that have faced them to throw for over 400 yards. So Sam Darnold, he's coming off of a four-touchdown game against Washington last week. I just think Sam Darnold, you know, he's getting he's warming up a little bit here against some soft opponents. So I feel like Sam Darnold is a good, solid uh, daily play this weekend. Yeah, it, no doubt. I mean, I'm on the Sam Darnold train as well, especially with their schedule coming down a stretch. Yeah, definitely a fantastic pick. I think he's going to do very well against Oakland. Okay, for me, my DFS pick may not be so sexy, but Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I know he's going against the 49ers, but the value of 6000 on DraftKings is something I want. I know a lot of people are thinking, well, they're going against the 49ers D, but it's a primetime game. Aaron Rodgers has 17 touchdowns on the season to just one interception. I mean, it, it is Aaron Rodgers we're talking about. And as I said, it's a primetime game. And also, you got to me, I'm figuring in, I kind of think outside the box with playing the Niners and if you think back to Aaron Rodgers' draft day, he thought for sure he was going to the Niners as the team he followed growing up, and they turned around and took Alex Smith and the whole embarrassment of sitting in the green room. So I just think Aaron Rodgers is going to want to show up a little bit and sling the ball around and 
uh, put up some points against his uh, the team he idolized growing up. Yeah, no, uh, definitely his value is a good pick. I'm a little I'm a little cautious on this game, but for value, it's it's not bad. Yeah, it's it's a tough defense, uh, but uh, if anybody can beat him, you know, Aaron Rodgers is definitely a candidate uh, to kind of get things going for the Packers offense. Definitely. And then I'll go to my running back. You know, I went high on my running back because I didn't like anyone too low. But Derrick Henry, I think, is a pretty good value for 6,900. I mean, he's going to continue to get fed the ball. He gets touchdowns. And then he gets to, get to go against the Jags, who, you know, have allowed 300-yard rushers over the last two weeks. Uh, I think they're just going to pound the ball and take that approach. And Derrick Henry's going to put up a real big uh, fantasy day, I think, for us in uh, DFS. Yeah, definitely like Derrick Henry this week. And, you know, if you're going to spend up somewhere, this is running back is usually where I do that. Yeah, definitely. That's usually the way I do it. I try to, uh, like I said before, my secret is go cheap on the quarterback and the tight end and the defense and splurge on the receivers and the running back. So you can't complain about a Derrick Henry pick at all. Yeah, so at my running back, I decided to go with Kareem Hunt. You can get him for 5600 on DraftKings. And believe it or not, I came across this stat. Um, Kareem Hunt, since returning, so the last two weeks, is running back 15, and Nick Chubb is running back 19. So Kareem Hunt is actually putting up better fantasy numbers right now than Nick Chubb. Uh, Hunt played on 55% of the snaps last week, and most of those have come in two running back sets. He's been on the field with Chubb a lot, but he's facing the 24th-ranked run defense in Miami. So... And and this is a game, you know, the Dolphins, though they, they might may have been playing a little bit better lately, I expect the Browns to kind of be ahead and maybe want to pound the ball a little bit. They've been doing that mostly with Chubb, but I could see Kareem Hunt maybe getting quite a few touches in this game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think this kind of settles the whole dispute over whether, you know, Chubb and Hunt, can they both eat in that backfield? And as you said, Chubb's been the, the the runner, whereas Hunt seems to be the catcher. And actually, this is what steered me away in our mock draft. I'm taking Chubb at the number 12 overall, was the fact that Kareem Hunt there and just chewing into uh, his production and his touches. Yeah, no, um, definitely. I definitely like the Hunt pick. He definitely has that great PPR value to him. Um, who knows if he's going to be in Cleveland next year. But no, I definitely, definitely like his, uh, his value at 5,600. Okay, for me, my running back, uh, this is kind of a roll of the dice and a gamble. No no pun intended, but I'm going with Darius Geis. Uh, they're playing the Lions. The Lions are 31st against running backs in, uh, as far as fantasy football is concerned. His value on DraftKings is 4700 Um, Like I said, this is a guy, you know, the value 4700 you can plug it into your flex or as one of your running backs and kind of splurge on everything else. To me, I mean, he only had eight touches last week for 69 yards and a touchdown. I know the touchdown was a one catch for a 45-yard touchdown, but I just feel like the Redskins want to see if Geis is their guy moving forward. They had they did draft uh, Love from um, Stanford this year. I know he's been hurt, but I think they want to know, and the coaches, because they're going to be bringing in a coach, they want to see if this is their guy or whether they need to turn the page and go to Bryce Love or – we already know Peterson's not going to be there, so I just think Geis at 4,700 against the Lions is a great play for a running back position this this week. Yeah, definitely a great pick. I like Geis. Uh, I'm starting him up 4,700. You, you really can't beat that. Yeah, I agree. $4,700 for a guy that's probably going to get the majority of the 
ballpark, I would think, I would hope anyway. Uh, yeah, definitely a great bargain, and I like uh, what he uh, his potential this week. Absolutely. And I'll go right to my wide receiver. Uh, I went real cheap on this, 4200 for Tyler Gabriel. Uh, Chicago Bears, team high 14 targets last week. Uh, I think you know he's been real productive with getting at least nine uh, fantasy points over the last four weeks, and he's got a fantastic matchup against the Giants, who uh, have allowed um, many points to the slot play slot receiver over the last three weeks. So I think no matter who plays quarterback against Chicago, against for the Bears, I think Tyler Gabriel is a great uh, low candidate. Yeah, definitely a great candidate if you're looking to save a couple bucks. Yeah, for sure. As you mentioned, that the quarterback situation is going to be key there to that. I actually think he flourishes more and has better productive games with uh, Daniel at quarterback as opposed to Trubisky. But yeah, great, great value pick there, Steven. Yes. Yeah, so wide receiver, I have Calvin Ridley. Uh, he's 6,500 on DraftKings. Last week, eight catches, 143 yards and a touchdown. Uh, that's with um, Austin Hooper out of the lineup. Austin Hooper still uh, looks like he's going to be out uh, again, uh, still not returning. So uh, potential is there. He's going to get the targets, you know, and he'll be facing the 32nd ranked defense in Tampa Bay. So the Tampa Bay Bucks, literally the worst pass defense. Uh, a guy, a young receiver here that had a breakout week last week. And I just don't think he can go wrong with Calvin Ridley. Now, I also want to throw in here, if you're looking for a cheaper option, Russell Gage is the wide receiver three uh, for the Falcons, and he's only $3,900. Um, he only had two catches for 32 yards last week, but like I said, you're you're going to be in a game here against the worst pass defense. So uh, if you're looking for somebody under $4,000 that could have an impact, uh, Russell Gage is there, but I definitely like Calvin Ridley this week. Yeah, that, that game has shootout potential all over it. So you kind of want to get as many pieces in that game as you can as far as the Bucs and the Falcons are concerned. So no arguments here for Calvin Ridley or Russell Gage. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Both these guys are going to, I think, eat on Sunday. And especially showing off that uh, Gage pick too, Cody, I think that's a good way to tell people about him too. He, he's going to be, I think, a pretty solid player this week. Uh, for me, my wide receiver is Jarvis Landry. Uh, playing the Dolphins, 6,300 on DraftKings. Now, full disclaimer, everybody listening to the podcast, uh, you have uh, Steven who took Mayfield, Cody who took Hunt, and I took Landry. By no means are we saying go take all three of them because if they crash, then you're going to blame us and say your lineup was terrible. But as far as I'm concerned, uh, Jarvis Landry over the last four games has 40 targets, 24 receptions. For 300, or I'm sorry, 256 yards and three scores. In the, and the three scores came in the last three games, a touchdown each game. Um, I mean, you, you do that. He's averaging 10 targets, six receptions, and 64 yards a game over the last four. So for me, Jarvis Landry. And also, don't forget, it's a revenge game. The Dolphins traded him. This is a revenge game for him. Yep, I was just about to say that. Big revenge game. Uh, I think he's going to have a great week. He's been playing very been playing much better as as of late, so I uh, definitely like that like that pick. Yeah, Jarvis Landry actually it has been looking like uh, the wide receiver one in that offense. You know, he's been playing a lot better than Odell Beckham Jr. lately. And Nick, I just want to let you know, I am playing all three of those guys in my fantasy lineup: uh, <laughs> Baker, Hunt, and Landry. So I'll let you know how it goes <laughs> when uh, when the <laughs> week's over. Yeah, if they don't score too much, I'll assume we uh, we failed you. <laughs> 
All right, let's just go quickly through the tight ends real quick. Uh, my tight end was uh, Jaden Graham. Atlanta's uh, starting tight end at the moment. Uh, obviously, as uh, Tampa Bay is like the worst team against tight ends, they have a lot of top 10 performance almost every single week at this point now. Uh, he did get two receptions for 23 yards last week. Uh, I think if you're looking for a real deep shot, throw shot, I think he could be an option at 3,300 for you. Yeah, I love that pick. Uh, Tampa Bay, second worst defense against the tight end. The worst defense against tight end is Arizona. They're on a bye. So definitely uh, your best matchup this week, Jaden Graham. Yeah, like I said, this game, you want as many pieces as you can in this game. This says shootout potential all over. Yeah, I got uh, Jason Witten at tight end. He's only 3,500 on DraftKings. Jason Witten has a solid floor. You know, he's... I think more than likely not going to give you a zero. He hasn't done it this year. Um, even his worst game, I think he had two or three catches. So he's facing the Patriots this week. S- looking at that, you might think, oh, what are you talking about? You know, the Patriots have this elite defense. But you look at what last week's game when they played the Eagles. The Eagles tight ends had 12 catches for 130 yards and a touchdown against the Patriots last week. And then the week before that, uh, I forget. I forgot to write down who they played, but they also had a big game against uh, the, those Patriots. Uh, the defense, the tight ends, had a great game against Patriots defense. Uh, the Patriots defense has allowed a tight end to score a touchdown in three straight games, and has allowed double-digit fantasy points to tight ends in the last three games. So I think Jason Witten is going to be a sneaky good play here for you guys on uh, on daily fantasy. Yeah, uh, actually, it was the Ravens um, that they played two weeks ago okay. as well. And that was actually uh, my talking point for, for your pick here was going to be what the Patriots had given up the tight ends over the last few games. So, yeah, you really knocked that one out of the park with the wet. And I, I like it. And like you said, the value and the low floor is what you're looking for. Couldn't agree more with you guys' take. Nothing else left to say on that. Okay, off. so for me, my tight end is Cameron Bray. As we said, this game, shootout potential, Falcons, Bucks. He's 3,000 on DraftKings. Now, last week, he had 14 targets, 10 uh, receptions for 73 yards. He didn't have any touchdowns, but his snap increased a lot, especially when the only target that went to O.J. Howard tipped off his hands and went for an interception. So I feel like the Buccaneers are kind of down on Howard. I know there was trade before or talk before about him possibly being traded this season. Um, I kind of see that, you know, materializing now. I think Cameron Bray is now the tight end one in Tampa Bay. And as we said, going against the Falcons, this is – and in this game, this is you want stock in as many players as you can for DFS in that game. Yeah, um, definitely uh, good for his value. I think the wide receivers will bounce back, though, this week. But not bad for his value, for sure. But um, that is the end of our DFS uh, segment. Um, just a quick recap. We went over our 2020 Fantasy Mock Draft, the first round. Then we did a bunch of our DFS picks for you guys. Hopefully you guys take our advice. And then, you know, again, as always, please go check out our website, www.weknowfantasy.com. And definitely check out the Twitter page as well, at, at We Know Fantasy. Um, and then, again, always every Monday... Uh, our big man, Nate, does his waiver wire wish list podcast. And then every Wednesday, he's joined by the Fantasy Pro as they talk about the week that was and the week that's coming and everything in between. They are a fantastic duo. So uh, we thank you guys for uh, listening to our episode today and enjoy your week 12 of Fantasy. Yep. Good luck, uh, everybody. Play your Browns thank and you. Falcons. See you next week. Yeah.